Several years ago, a woman who identified herself as a minister called me. She wanted to talk to me about her mother's second marriage. God said to me, Don't focus on the circumstance of the second marriage. Focus on the scriptures and what they say about the subject of divorce and remarriage when it concerns women. Matthew 5.32, Jesus says, Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. When I started attending churches, I would hear it explained as follows. If her husband is committing fornication, she is free to remarry after divorce. They completely left out 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10, and 11, where Paul says it is a commandment of the Lord as follows. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. They completely left that out. They took Matthew 5.32 to be the rules for both men and women. They acted like they do in the world where all rules have to be the same for men and women. This is not the same. We can tell by 1 Corinthians 7 verses 10 and 11 that if a man is committing fornication and the wife leaves him because he's unfaithful, the law of the Lord, the rule of the Lord for the New Testament church is this. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. So she is not free to remarry after divorce, even when the husband has been committing fornication. If the woman remarries after the divorce, Jesus says, the husband will cause her to commit adultery upon remarriage if the woman was faithful. Reading these scriptures once again, Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. If she remarries, she will commit adultery. If she has been a faithful wife. But her husband who divorced her will be the cause of her adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery.
You have to keep 1 Corinthians 7, 10, 11. In the picture, when you talk about divorce, remarriage, and unto thee married, I command, yet not I but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. So, women, if you're going to leave your husband, you must have it solidly in your mind to remain unmarried or to be reconciled with the husband. To remain unmarried for the rest of your life or to be reconciled with your husband. That must be in your mind. Let's look at Acts, excuse me, Romans chapter 7. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. As long as that husband, that man, is living, the wife is bound to that husband. She can leave him, but she cannot remarry. If she remarries, she will commit adultery. I have heard people in church explain Romans sevens away by saying, but we are not under the law. They foolishly say that because they fail to realize we are not under the law of Moses where they sacrificed animals for sins. But we are certainly under the law as presented by the New Testament Bible to the New Testament church. We are under the rules of God set forth in the New Testament Bible. And if you will look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, who is Paul writing these instructions to? He's writing them to the New Testament church. In Romans 7, who is Paul writing this to? It's the New Testament church. So yes, these are valid for the New Testament church. They are laws from God. Paul even says commandment of the Lord. They are the commandments of the Lord for the New Testament church. In the simplest terms, if the man divorces a faithful wife and she remarries, she commits adultery and the man who marries her commits adultery. In the simplest term, if the woman leaves her husband, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. If she remarries, she commits adultery. And we don't forget that that man 
who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Now, what about the man if his wife is committing fornication? I believe this scripture shows us if the wife is committing fornication, the man can divorce her. I believe, personally, in this case, the man is free to remarry. But we see the woman... It doesn't reverse. If the man is committing fornication against the wife, she must not depart from him. If she departs, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. God intended for that seed to be pure. That wife was going to bear the children. That child was going to be holy. That seed was going to be pure. But if the wife is unfaithful, the man could divorce her. But he cannot divorce a faithful wife. For if she remarries, he will be part of the adultery. These are things that things taught us in the Bible for us to focus on in the subject of divorce and remarriage. And one other thing in Mark 10, Jesus says, But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain but one flesh. Paul explains to us how they become one flesh. It's not by the marriage certificate that they become one flesh. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, they become one flesh by sexual intercourse. And Paul warns the men, if you have sex with a harlot, you become one flesh with that harlot. In other words, if a man becomes, has sex with a prostitute, he becomes one flesh with the prostitute. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start at verse 15. Though ye doubt that your bodies are the members of Christ, how shall I then take the member of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Fornication is a sin unlike other sins. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, 
but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Verse 19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In the following scriptures, we see that Jesus lives in us, in the believer. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We honor God by our works, not by the works of the flesh, but by following the Spirit, walking in the ways of the Holy Spirit, who shows us the ways of God. Jesus lives in the believer, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? But you can have Jesus removed from you if you reject the ideas of the Holy Spirit in order to go in the preferences of your own flesh. Paul says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? That's 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Jesus Christ is in you unless you have, unless you are reprobates. God can turn you over to a reprobate mind if you refuse to keep the word of God in your way. Jesus can be removed from you. Romans 1.28 And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, in other words, they didn't want to consider what the way of God was. They had their own preferences. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And your name can be blotted out of the book of life, Jesus says, Revelation 3, 5, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life if he overcomes. We overcome our own fleshly desires by yielding to the Holy Spirit of God and his ways and refusing to go in the way of the flesh and going in the way of the Spirit of God, the way of God, which causes our flesh to suffer. And this is what is meant by suffering in the flesh. It's keeping the flesh under the control of the law of God, of the rules of God refusing to let the flesh do what it wants to do. I have found we do that by two ways. In the midst of the temptation, we can pray and say, Oh God, please don't let me do And we can meditate in the Word of God until we get really strong enough in the area of temptation to resist the temptation through God. But as long as we breathe, we have a continual battle between our flesh who wants to do and say what it wants to do and say 
and the Spirit of God who shows us how to follow God and do things God's way. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.